If you're trying to make any kind of meaningful, effective change in your life, you've come to the right place. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of We're Talking Shift. So consciousness, that is the subject that we are going to dive into today. Specifically, the idea that life is consciousness. This is, it's a big subject. Um, it is, it is broad. It is deep. It's kind of everything. So uh, I'm going to just talk about some ways to consider this. And I am absolutely going to invite my show producer, John, to explore this with me. Uh, but I think it'll give you a lot to consider. And Hopefully, through our exploration and discussion, you'll feel at least a little more empowered to start to make some of the shifts in your life that you desire. So, hey, John, are you are you up for this with me today? I'm absolutely up for it, Laurie. I think it's going to be a phenomenal show. Right now, I'm conscious of a storm that's blowing over folks. So if you do hear noises outside, that's what it is. Um, but yes, absolutely. I think it's such, like Laurie was saying, such a big topic. And um, yeah. we're going to see where we end up today. So it'll be good fun. Yeah, I, I, I am uh, pretty sure this is going to end up being a multiple part <laughs> podcast because, again, you know, I was really, I kept hesitating and then coming back to this. I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time, but again, it's, there's, it's so much because when you think about it, even just the, you know, the, the way I'm titling this, which is life is consciousness. I mean, that sort of is it leaves nothing out. So, you know, we could go in a million different directions with this. Um, but I'm going to, I'm just going to dive in with something that has resonated with me that I've been learning and studying for a long, long time. And I think it's, um, I hope anyway, it's a great way to bring people into this idea in this concept of life is consciousness as kind of a, a beginning step for those that haven't really considered it. Um, and then, you know, we'll just, we'll just talk about some things and we'll go from there. And, you know, this is just stuff that I've learned from some of um, the teachers and spiritual authors that I've studied over the past several decades. Um, so I guess I'll start with the idea that well, one of the most important keys to life, I feel, is understanding that it really is, life really is a state of consciousness. And one of my very, very favorite spiritual authors is Emmett Fox. And he said, you are and you have and you do in accordance with your consciousness. And that this is well, it's the ultimate truth. Now, when you discover this great truth, uh, that although things will happen to you, things are going to happen all around you, uh, but what really counts and what matters the most in your life is what happens in you. And well, that, when you realize that, that is the point at which you'll feel like you have the ability to actually take control and chart the course of your life. So until you really understand and accept this sort of law of consciousness, it's difficult to, to feel or grasp that you have the ultimate freedom to control your destiny. So as individuals, naturally, 
we would want them to be on a quest to raise our consciousness because by this understanding, uh, that the, the higher our consciousness, the more control we have over how we experience life. And that means even experience the things that seem to be completely out of our control. Um, and I would also add how we experience our fellow human beings. So what do you think about, what do you think about this so far, John? I think, you know, I mean, it, it's certainly interesting for sure. And I think for, for me, my definition of consciousness has always been very simple of an awareness. Um, we've just got done having a conversation where, you know, it, it was, I suppose, the lack of awareness for a lot of society right now that are following what society tells, what media tells, what government tells, um, as opposed to being aware that they actually have the, you know, power and potential to make decisions within inside themselves. And I think a lot of people actually forget how much power <laughs> they've actually been blessed with, you know, to yeah. actually choose your own destiny, um, as opposed to just, you know, feeling like you're following like a sheep. Um, mm -hmm. Now, great, you can herd the sheep, and that's what the leaders do. But at the same point, I'm someone that likes to, you know, make my own decisions and at least have a say in, in what's going to go on in, in my life. Because um, mm -hmm. I'm sure, obviously, you, you feel, you must feel that way as well, Laurie, with the running of your business and, and how you conduct yourself. Yeah, I mean, when I started to study this whole concept, which is really tied in, um, tied in is kind of a not even an accurate way to put it. To me, it is the the spiritual nature of things, um, and it's all part of that. And when I, start, when I started to study and learn about that a long time ago, it really made me understand that I am the I'm the maker of my experience. And that's not to say that there aren't things outside of my experience that happen. Obviously there are, there are things every day, all day that, you know, are happening outside of our control. So even though we may not be able to control everything that's going on around us, but, but we always have control over how we're going to react, respond, the meaning we're going to apply to it. And those things will then determine how we experience the issue, the conditions, the situations, the people, what have you. But I think, um, I think what going back to what you said, how you think of consciousness, let's talk a little bit about what exactly do we mean by consciousness? Because clearly we're not talking about just being awake versus being asleep or being in a coma versus being, you know, back to back to the reality here. So I guess um, the most basic uh, or simplest definition to begin with is, is it's having an awareness of one's internal and external existence. So, you know, like you, you are aware that you're alive, you're aware that you are thinking, you're aware of that you are in um, you know, this dimension that you're of your environment. And basically, by that awareness, you you know that you know this. And I think um, there's a th that's the that's the simple way to put, you know, what we mean by consciousness when we're not talking about just like simply being awake versus sleeping. Now there's different levels of consciousness, and we're not going to go into all of those because if you're talking about psychology, there's going to be that set of um, levels of consciousness. If you're talking about um, like more, 
uh, I don't know what you call it, maybe the, a new age realm or a metaphysical realm, then you'll be talking about other levels. So a lot of it is, you know, the terminology and just the different ways that different groups of people are going to look at things. But, but for today, for this discussion, we're going to be talking about that and a little bit about a higher consciousness. And the difference is, Again, simply put, higher consciousness is more of a spiritual or an energetic awareness. It it transcends the mind's normal preoccupation with, with things and the past and the future, which is where we are normally, you know, placing our thoughts. Um, so it's a higher state of awareness about the nature of being. And we're going to explore a little bit more about that later. Um, but I think uh, there was... Uh, there was an article that I was reading recently uh, by, and the author was Kendra Cherry, and she described it really nicely. She said, consciousness refers to your individual awareness of your unique thoughts, memories, feelings, sensations, and your environment. So essentially, your consciousness is your awareness of yourself and the world around you, and this awareness is subjective and unique to you. So I thought that was kind of a nice, clear way to put it. And, you know, you just also need to understand that your consciousness is, is formed by and influenced by your thoughts and beliefs. And we each live in a world of our own consciousness, which is to say we live in accordance with the predominant thoughts in our minds. Now those thoughts and beliefs are things that have usually been placed in your minds, you know, from the time you were born. So a lot of those thoughts and beliefs were not even consciously created by you. They were they were kind of dumped in there, programmed into you, and then you kind of continue through life with a lot of these same thoughts and beliefs. And sometimes people don't realize it. I'm sure you've had that experience with clients that you've coached. I've certainly had that experience, um, and myself included. You know, if you really are going to take a deep dive into your own personal growth, then you that one of the things that the first thing you should do is look at your belief system. Uh, which, you know, are essentially the thoughts that you think over and over again and evaluating them. Um, but because they're definitely having an influence on what motivates your behavior now and the way you think about things now. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing I was just thinking there that, you know, consciousness, like Laurie was saying, is an awareness of all of us, you know, our, uh, our inner being and you know, so many people's inner being seems to be more like a horror story because that's what they're creating through their thoughts yeah. and their actions and everything, as opposed to being a happy film. You know, you know what I mean? Um, when we are born into this world, you know, we're born into a family that is going to condition us in some way. And sometimes just without even knowing, you, you know, you look at your religious upbringing, you look at your friends that you have in, in school as, as a child and things, and this is conditioning all the way through. And I think, the sad thing is, in a lot of ways, a lot of people go through their life never having an awareness that, or never having a consciousness um, that they are, you know, more than what they perceive themselves to be, if that makes sense. You know, mm -hmm. they go through life just thinking, well, this is how it is. You know, I go to work, you know, I, and I remember my mom and dad laying out, you go to school, you go to college, you go to work, you get married, have kids, kids, um, grandparents, retire and die. And mm. everything was just laid out so well. And then I think, you know, when I was a teenager, I first became aware that 
I didn't think the same way that they did. And I felt for so long like an alien in my own home because I was like, you know, what, you know <laughs> what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you start to realize that it's the inner awakening, if I can use that word, mm-hmm. you know, that phrase, yeah. um, you know, where you start to realize you are destined for something more. And that's how obviously we, we end up, you know, you know, in the position that we're in, um, in terms of, uh, you know, talking about this and speaking of this and helping other people realize from my perspective, that you are a divine spiritual being having a temporary human experience. And it's so much more. And when you get this, it's like the labels, you know, that they just drop. And it's like, it's freedom <laughs> in a lot of ways without going, mm-hmm. you know, way out there into, mm-hmm. you know, no man's mm-hmm. land. But it is incredible yeah. because you see the world in such a different way. Um, Laurie, yeah. I'm interested. For you, when was the time that you started to notice your own you know, consciousness, your own inner awakening. Um, when was it for you? Hmm. I would say it, it's been a, it's been a process, you know, it, it wasn't like all of a sudden one day I, I woke up or read something and I went Shazam. <laughs> I get it because usually transformation doesn't happen like that. You know, maybe for some people who've had like a near death experience, you know, and then it's, it's yeah. like a major awakening. But, um, but for most of us on the path to enlightenment or on the path of, of personal growth, it, it's a process. Um, but I would say that, it, you know, in, my in my mid 20s um which you know was a long time ago now (laughs) just leave it at that um i will say in the mid 80s uh we'll we'll go there somebody else can do the math but um yeah and and it really was a result of um opening my mind to um the things that i was reading and learning about because i was seeking it um I, w- I really wanted to understand. And then what was interesting was when I reflected back on like my teenage years and, you know, my early twenties and such, I started to put the things together. I started to go, oh, this is interesting. This is a, a thought or a belief that I really dwelled on and it has now been become my life experience or you know this is this is something that i really thought a lot about or wanted and i actually you know that the opportunities came the experience came it happened it came to pass so when i when i reflected and was really um just open to to exploring that and thinking that i realized that um unbeknownst to me at the time all of those things that I was, not every thought, the ones that you predominantly yeah. dwell on, the ones that are deep in you, that, you know, when the, the things that you really resonate with you and you think a lot about, those things. It's the predominant thoughts. Those things were showing up as my life experience. So when I got that, when I put that together and I realized that the things that I was reading anyway, were proven to be true in my life experience, I was like, okay, so I've been doing this all along. I just didn't know it. Now that I know it, I can do it on purpose rather than just haphazardly or by default. And when you know that you can do it on purpose, you also realize that the negative things that have shown up 
were things that somehow oftentimes mm -hmm. you know we've we've brought about by our beliefs and and the way we think and the way we are showing up and whatever all of that stuff so i then knew that i could more on purpose um do things in a way that would um eliminate or minimize those types of things from happening in my life right yeah, so so that so again back to your comment earlier about the sense of freedom it's <laughs> it's it's such a great sense of freedom because you realize that you have um choices that you didn't realize that you had before and and when you realize you have choices choices equal freedom so um you know the, this is a lot, a lot like um well, let me just let me back up a little bit. So kind of on that note, so the the, the bad news about this um, law is that if your thoughts are predominantly negative, if they're predominantly fear based, if uh, they're victim based, um, if you've developed even but you didn't maybe realize it, but somehow maybe by influence, you've developed a negative consciousness and then you're going to live in this negative state of mind. So the law of consciousness states that what you hold in your consciousness is what you experience as your life. Now, the good news is, like I was just saying, you can control what's going on in your mind. And that sounds easy and it is simple, but it is definitely a, a um, it's an exercise and it is a continual practice, but it is, so it is possible and it's really quite necessary if you really want to have a different and a more positive experience of your life. So, uh, yeah, this is a lot, the law of consciousness is, you may recognize it as being a lot like the law of attraction. Um, it's also referred to as the law of being and essentially at their, you know, the simplest way to put it is, is these laws state that like attracts like. So in this sense, we're sort of like magnets, right? We're attracting to us the, the people, uh, the conditions, the cir circumstances that are in accord with our dom dominant thoughts and our dominant beliefs. Um, and those not only are the conscious ones, but they're the subconscious ones, because a lot of times we have these subconscious beliefs, we're not really aware that they're there, but they are, you know, they're like tapes in the subconscious playing over and over and we can't figure out, you know, why we can't, you know, say enough affirmations to, to, <laughs> to get out of this particular state of mind that we're in. And sometimes it's stuff that's kind of below the surface that you need a little bit of help sort of unearthing and bringing to light and going, oh, there's a, there's a belief I didn't really realize I had. Um, but once you, once you do, then, then you can start to um, take it apart, you know, or, or eliminate it or replace it with a more positive belief. But um, I think that, when we talk about, for instance, the law of attraction, um, a lot of people are very focused on that. And it's really in, the focus is more on, in regards to what they can manifest, like what they can attract into their lives in the form of things and opportunities and relationships, et cetera, because you know, they believe that and hope that those things will change their life in some way and bring them some manner of fulfillment. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's, it's great. But what I want to focus on a little bit more now is 
the consciousness necessary to not only be successful at that, but also to learn how to keep the good things that you've drawn to you. Um, it's not unusual for people to um, be able to manifest what it is they want to have in their life, but then they can't hang on to it. it it's there for a time and then it leaves. And a lot of that is due to to their consciousness. Um, what do you think so far, John? It is. Uh, it's it's what we call inner engineering or self mastery. Uh, you know, it, you can put whatever label I think is on there, but that's that's the reality. Is you know, one of the most common things that people will try to manifest is money. Um, you know, it, it seems to be the thing because in their minds it's like, okay, well, great, we can manifest money, we can manifest business, and that's great. But like Laurie was saying, if you haven't dealt with the inner core you can lose all the money. You know, there are, there is enough stories out there of people making hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars only to spend it all because they couldn't keep hold of it because deep down somewhere, there was that little voice that had said, you know, back when they were a child, that money wasn't good. Money was evil. Or, you know, I'm using money, obviously, as, a, as an example here, or that, you know, money was difficult to come by. And that's what the person had held onto for so many years, even when they'd made a ton of money but they couldn't keep it because they believed it was evil. They believed then they had to get rid of it. They believed, and that was in their consciousness. And then when they start to deal with that and say, oh, actually I did have that, you know, rooted deep inside me, all of a sudden they're able to keep it. They're able to enjoy it. They're able to understand money as a tool, you know, mm -hmm. rather than, you know, the, the end goal. Um, and it is, you know, it's, it's, it is about yeah. being aware more than anything. And I know Laurie and I will come at this from different perspectives, which, which isn't a bad thing, certainly for the show. For me, I always deal with the inner engineering, the self-mastery, the getting to the root of whatever this issue is, because it all stems from something that we've heard, thought, you know, surrounded ourselves with. And then when you start to unpack that, and you realize it's nothing more than a memory. And it's okay, because some people get really scared about exploring these memories and you know, the, these you know, things that they hold in their consciousness. But then when they get to a point of, it's okay to remember it in this way, but it's how you're going to progress going forward. You know? So if you've had this you know, um, you know, response to money, for example, uh, that a lot of people do that it's filthy luger, or it's evil, or it's whatever it is, you know, that's what you've attracted and that's what you're holding on to. But then we work together to sit down and say, right, how it, it's an, an inanimate object. How can it be evil? <laughs> you know, and when mm -hmm. you break it down, it's like, yeah, actually that does make sense. It can't be evil. It's an inanimate object. It's just how people use it. And that's where you raise that level of consciousness just by saying that one thing and changing your focus. When you change your focus, you actually change your world. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm completely on board with Laurie. This I'm saluting this one. It's it's going on all signals with me for sure. Awesome, yeah. And you talked about you touched on uh, something called self mastery that I'm going to touch on again later on too, which is a very core part of this as well. Um, and I think you know beyond um, so beyond uh, like this the what we're talking about as consciousness and the law of consciousness, which is kind of, um, you know, closely related to the law of attraction. Um, but it's, but it's so much more, I would say the law of attraction is just an aspect mm -hmm. that, that, you know, it's a great kind of beginning understanding. Um, but be, beyond that, um, 
uh, to become aware, it's important to become aware that there is a, a higher level of consciousness that surpasses our conscious mind. Um, it's, it's the higher or the ultimate consciousness. Sometimes it's referred to it's, it's really, we're the process of becoming aware of your higher self of the, of the universe of God, or, uh, or you could say, of you know, if, people that get squeamish over the word God, uh, you could say the energetic field from which all is created. Um, and we're going to talk about that more later too, but I just wanted to say that, you know, there is, we're not, we're not, um, ignoring that level. We're just kind of starting here and, but, but we'll, we'll get, we'll get to that because I mean, ultimately if we want to get to the, sort of cause and effect aspect yes. of things, then you need to dig until you get to the first cause. Yeah. And that's up there, that's, that's up there, out there beyond, you know, the realm of matter where we are all playing in, right? Um, so I think understanding, speaking of the realm of matter, that your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. That's your consciousness. Now, again, my, uh, my, my favorite teacher, Emmett Fox, goes on to say that your so-called physical body is the embodiment of a part of your consciousness. Your home is the embodiment of another part of your consciousness, the kind of work that you are doing, whether you're in work that you love or whether you are doing drudgery that you hate, is the expression of your consciousness at that point. The kind of people that you meet, the people that you attract into your life are the expression of your consciousness about your fellow man. So until you change your state of consciousness, nothing else can change. In other words, all the outer changes that you make physically, uh, your environment, people, jobs will either not be kept, you, as we mentioned earlier, you won't be able to hang on to them, or, um, or you'll end up producing the same experience. Um, if you haven't changed your consciousness, your attitude, your certain beliefs, um, the thoughts that you dwell on, and I'm talking here about your mental diet, and it's why people frequently have the same experiences over and over, or their lives never seem to get better, right? They seem like they hit a ceiling and then they just stopped evolving. Well, that's because they haven't evolved in consciousness. Um, they they are holding to the same beliefs the same mental diet that they've had for decades so it's um it's such a fundamental thing to start to wrap your head around if you are indeed someone that would would like to evolve is is interested and hungry for for growth you want to develop more personally until you change your state of consciousness nothing else is going to change um but a lot of times what happens is we have the we have this strong desire to make this change in our lives and then most people start though by trying to change their outer conditions right so they um they change something out there maybe they move maybe they get a new partner maybe they get a new job um and um they leave their consciousness unchanged and it doesn't work. And if it does, again, it's temporary. So um, 
Diets are a great example. People cannot sustain them even if they have experienced success while on them, which is very interesting. We all know, or maybe, you know, uh, one of you listeners has been in this situation where they've tried every diet out there. They experience success, but then for whatever reason, they stop and they revert back to what they, you know, how they were before. And what's interesting is you could understand why people would try something and then give up on it if it wasn't working. But what's interesting is most of them say it worked for a while and then it stopped working, right? So they go back to where they were before or sometimes worse. And it's because they've changed the physical diet, but they haven't changed the mental diet. You have to change that first. Health is another one. I mean, we've all known people that seem to always have one health condition after another, right? So they have one health issue, uh, you heal that, it gets healed or fixed, and then another one pops up. That one gets healed or fixed, and then another one pops up. And it's just like this ongoing cycle year after year, right? The consciousness hasn't changed. Relationships, same way, you know, A woman has a string of relationships with men who mistreat her, and then she thinks all men are jerks. Well, some probably are, (laughs) but is there something in you, you know, in your consciousness that you haven't addressed yet that is causing this to keep showing up in your life? You know, same thing with with men in reverse, you know, maybe, uh, maybe they aren't mistreated, or maybe they're mistreated in a different way, you know, uh, they think every woman or girlfriend I have is just after my money. Well, maybe there's something in your consciousness that is attracting that kind of person. So, um, you know, people, people go from job to job, uh, bringing their negative attitudes with them, and they, they don't get along with their fellow workers, or they blame the boss for their lack of success, or somebody's trying to sabotage them. So it's, it's, it's your consciousness. And finances, same thing, which we touched on earlier. Um, And a good, um, uh, a good point, and I I wrote about this in in my book too, um, lottery winners, people that win large sums of money, over 70% of them lose it all. It, it, or, and they end up either right back where they started, or some cases worse off. Mm -hmm. If the consciousness isn't there to accompany the new experience of life, you won't be able to hang on to it. It will slip through your fingers like water. Okay, and we are out of time today, you guys. So thank you for hanging out with John and I again. This has been such a cool discussion. I've really, really enjoyed it. And uh, make sure to come back next week because we're not going to leave you hanging, just planting all these seeds in your mind. We're going to give you some tips and some things that you can do to start up leveling your own consciousness to start getting yourself on the path to enlightenment so make sure to come back next week which means be sure to subscribe so that you get the notice and you don't miss all of the upcoming episodes give us a rating and review too we would really appreciate it and that inspires other people to come and listen to all of the good shift that we always share here so until next week Stay feisty, my friends, mind your mind, and go make some epic shift happen in your lives. You too, Gary Vee.